0: Um, Hi, everybody, I'm Gail Piscucci, and welcome to Her Incredible Mind, where we highlight women with STEAM-related careers. And today we are speaking with Karen Carrier, who I am lucky to say is also a very good friend of mine, and she is going to tell us a lot about her career today. So we're excited to have you. So give us a brief overview as to what you do, you know, what's your career, what's your role?
1: Okay, thanks, Gail. So I work for the Community Action Partnership, which is a anti-poverty agency. And I work specifically for the WIC program. So we are a program that helps um, families with nutrition education and supplemental foods. So I have a leadership role there with our nutrition team.
0: Awesome, so describe your leadership role a little bit.
1: So I, um, my background is in nutrition and I started as a nutritionist doing one-on-one counseling with families, but then over time I fell into this leadership role. So I um, recruit and train and just kind of do support for our nutritionists who are doing the one-on-one education with families.
0: That's cool. So in your current role, what, what really speaks to you? What matters to you? You know, What makes you get out of bed?
1: So I think what I really like about the role, I think it's twofold. I think I like to see, you know, families come in just looking for help and not knowing, you know, how to feed kids because when it's your first kid, you've never done it before. Um, So I like that part and like seeing families succeed. But for my role with training our new nutritionists, they're often coming right out of school and this is their first, um, you know, step into the world of work. And so like getting that confidence to put that education that you have to use and kind of, you know, develop those skills. So kind of seeing both of those.
0: Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, I mean, so what you're doing is you're right in it with people, right? You're right mm-hmm. in their home and you're, you're having a direct effect on, on their everyday lives right. and the food that they're putting on the table. And then on top of that, you're helping the brand new, you know, folks coming into the workforce and yeah. helping them not, like you said, have the confidence, but also have the understanding that you're having a direct effect mm-hmm. on, you know, on that little kid's breakfast, right, right. dinner, right? And ability right. To, to actually function throughout the day.
1: And sometimes I think it's a stepping stone for new nutritionists. Like they kind of don't know what area of nutrition they want to do, so they do a little bit of this, see how they like it. And sometimes they stay and other times, you know, they go on to explore other other areas of the field to see what else is out there.
0: So was it a stepping, like, did you think it would be a stepping stone for you or did, how, how did you end up staying with me? <laughs> I did. Oh, I know, so I, I can cause... ask that question because I've known Karen since college. We were roommates and and stuff. So, so, you know, I knew Karen as a nutrition major and actually learned a lot from her when I was in school. But yeah, so how did how did you end up staying with, with the, you know, with WIC?
1: Yeah, so I started with WIC um, just as a job because there's, when you're fresh out of school, there's not a whole lot you can do without your RD credential, which is the registered dietitian, Um, and so I started with WIC thinking I would do this for a few years, and then I would go on to get my RD, and I just really, Loved um, the mission of WIC, the breastfeeding support, the working with families, and you know, I just kind of got the bug, and I stayed there because you know, seeing the impact that we had, I just really liked it. So, and I have been with WIC for a long time. So,
0: that's awesome. So, what would you say are some of the major challenges you run into with your role?
1: Um, I. Think that because I'm doing a position of training others, the nutritionists that come to us, they are sort of not knowing what to expect, and the challenge I think is getting them to relate to families because so often they're seeing things that they've never seen before that they didn't, you know, they didn't have an upbringing where they struggle to feed feed their, you know, find food, Um, and so just. It's a really hard thing, I think, to relate to in the beginning when you've never experienced that. So kind of like coming alongside our staff and helping them to find ways to talk to these families and make it valuable. Because I think as a brand new grad who has all this knowledge, that's all well and good. But if your family that you're working with can't trust you or relate to you, it doesn't, it doesn't say much, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really important. And, and I think a really great point that, you know, we're, there's plenty of us who are blessed to never have to have been in that position, hopefully never will. Right. So what, um what would you say that uh, we talked a lot about what you liked, you know, are there any particularities that, that really, you know, in, in more in a nuanced way that you really enjoy, right. So like any, you know, like day-to-day sort of things or,
1: Yeah, I think what I really still enjoy, even though I'm not on a one-to-one relationship with our families as much, I still like getting those phone calls from the moms who have questions. And I'm like, oh, I get to, like for a second, I get to step back into that role and give some support and answer some questions. And I think I'm lucky um, because I am not as, it's a very fast paced world at WIC, we're serving a lot of families in a day you know and just like in any kind of social service field there's not the time that you would like to have with every family but because i am not on the schedule as we call it i'm you know doing other things i can usually take a little bit longer with families and i do still like those conversations you know, just answering questions giving advice and sometimes it's more not the nutrition education advice but just the like you've got this you can do this empowering of yeah. people
0: yeah yeah that's really neat so did you think you always wanted to get into nutrition or
1: <laughs> no i didn't i um <laughs> i started out as an elementary education major and i i kind of joked that after a little while i realized i don't want to be around a ton of kids all the time. And, and I am now around kids all the time, but it's definitely a different capacity. I'm not responsible for them. So yeah, I started out as an education major somewhere along the way. I had um, a really good friend who struggled with an eating disorder and I saw like the direct impact that food and, you know, mental health as well had. And I, in my mind, I thought that's what I want to do is I want to going to nutrition, and then eventually on to counseling and help, you know, people with eating disorders. And, you know, then I went to WIC and got sidetracked along the way. And I still think it's just as valuable, but it's just not, even though I went into nutrition, it's still not the area of nutrition that I thought I would land in. Yeah.
0: And even kind of along those lines, you know, you talked about counseling. I mean, you do that, right? You, Mm -hmm. you you, you're actually talking to these people and you're just counseling them in a different way. Yeah. Just, you know, but like you said, the people don't necessarily think about the direct correlation between food and mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to educate people along those lines and, and it's almost like, just like, like the very like crux of what we need, right? We need food yeah. to stay alive, but yeah. it's what we're actually putting in our bodies. is super important about right. you know, how our body functions. Yeah. So oh, that's really awesome. Um, so what obstacles would you say that you've had to overcome in your career?
1: Um, When I think WIC specifically, I think, you know, just the fact that the families we're serving, I kind of mentioned before, it's not something that I ever experienced. So learning to like step back and really listen and knowing that even though the education and the information I have is valuable, sometimes just the, act, the listening and reflecting and letting someone talk is more helpful. So I think that it was a little bit of an obstacle, just learning to be comfortable with that because it is not always comfortable in the beginning. Um, and now, of course, in the role that I have, helping others to overcome some of those same obstacles, too.
0: Did you have any obstacles getting into the role that you're in now?
1: Um, Not really. Uh, I feel like it was something that was well-suited for my personality, Um, and so it was just a it was sort of by luck. You know, I started out as the nutritionist doing the education with families and the opportunity came along. They were looking for clinic supervisor. And so I just thought, you know, I'd like to learn new things, try new things and thought, why not?
0: Let's, let's explore that just a little bit more. So we, we talk, especially for women, we talk a lot about obstacles that we have to overcome and whatnot. Yeah. and so it's also great to hear that there are places in industries that they're not necessarily loaded with obstacles, right? Yeah. So you said, you know, kind of by luck, or, or you know, I don't actually believe that. I think it's right of your skill set <laughs> and your abilities on. and whatnot, right? But you're because you're actually, you know, fit for the, the 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 role. But maybe could you talk a little bit about? what you think about you made you good for that role so that mm-hmm. somebody listening could think, Oh, you know, I can relate to Karen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think on the other hand too, Wick is a very female heavy world. Um, just nutrition. I think more and more, there are some men that are in the field, but it's a very female heavy major and position. Um, but I think I have some skills that help me. I do like to h- listen and kind of like help people develop themselves. And so I think that makes me a good fit for what I do. Just, um, sh- I, I talk a lot and I like to share, you know, what I've learned and, you know, stories. Even um, we do, you know, as new nutritionists come into WIC, there's a lot of breastfeeding education. And as a college graduate, very, very few of them have (laughs) breastfeeding experience. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) telling stories, you know, from my own life and my own experiences help, I think, help me to pass knowledge to others. So I think some of that, too, being a storyteller and like being able to apply your own life experiences have helped me.
0: Okay, that's neat. Do you feel like there are other um, and I guess you touched on a little bit earlier, but other industries that have some similarities, right? So that if somebody did go to WIC or you know something similar, what other industry could they potentially you know move over to without a lot of difficulty?
1: Yeah. So I mean I can't speak for the education of it, but we have a lot of different programs that or organization some are um, like social work type there's one like called navigation and um, just sort of coming alongside families outside of nutrition but just general needs budgeting planning um, like even just disciplining of children and things things that you you know if you don't have a really great role model in your life you don't have somebody to teach you that so i think other social service programs like that have a lot of similarities with WIC, maybe minus the nutrition component. Um, there's also on the nutrition level, some other programs. We have a nutrition education program where we go into the schools. And so rather than working with families, moms, we work you know, directly with the kids. We teach some classes, we help them, um, make good choices, you know, exercise, nutrition, all those kind of things that are not typically taught in school, but they are relevant. So that, I think that's a similar role too.
0: Yeah, neat. And and I know you started out with, with um, early education, but you're still doing mm-hmm. a lot of teaching, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so- it is fun to see some of the families, you know, we do birth to five, so once they're five, they're off to school and they're not participants of WIC, but, you know, they still come sometimes in the summer with their families to the appointments. And so talking to older siblings and kind of like explaining how you can be a role model for your little brother here. And, you know, if you are eating vegetables, he's going to eat vegetables, that kind of thing. So yeah, it is still a little bit education, still working with kids.
0: Oh, that's really neat. So Karen, what would you tell your younger self? And I don't know how young mm. you're supposed to go here, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody somebody probably, you know, in the in the middle school, high school, early college, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah. What would you say? What would you say to you?
1: Yeah. It, it's interesting A, interesting question because I think about like our kids age and there and those high school years and, you know, I think like gosh, when I was your age, what was I thinking? Or like, what would I, yeah, what would I have liked to know? Um, I think mostly that you don't have to pick one thing now. And that's it. You know, you don't have to know what you want to end up doing now, when you're a teenager, or even like a young adult, things can change, you know, be open to something else that comes along that piques your interest. Because when you are so young, I think your view, of course, your view of the world is different. And your view of where you picture yourself years down the road is different. So yeah, just being open to other things and not being afraid to try new things.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I think um, more and more it's, it's easier to learn about all the different areas that you could go into, right? And that's part yeah. of what her incredible mind is, is trying to do is open yeah. these avenues so that, you know, kids in, in those, those years, right? They're exposed to some of the more obvious things, plus whatever their parents do. But, you know, with the information from her incredible mind, it's like, hey, I, I you know, for example, I love like the idea of helping people eat right, oh my gosh, I could be a nutritionist and I could go work mm-hmm. with families. You know, people don't even necessarily think that, right? So that's a big yeah. part of her incredible mind, right? Is exactly what you're talking about is like, mm-hmm. what what are my options, right? So um, I think that's really cool that you, that, you know, that was what you would have decided <laughs> to say to yourself. Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what advice would you give uh, girls who might want to follow in your footsteps? Um.
1: I think just not, um, not to feel like you have to, I think there's a lot of, with the field of nutrition, let's say, um, there is the national credential for registered dietitian. And I think there's just so many benefits to having that credential that I don't have. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be where I am and I love where I am and I can't see myself going on at this age, let's say, to go on and do more education or to pursue that. But I think if you're somebody who wants to explore all the areas of nutrition, that is a really valuable credential. Um, but also kind of like look into it. We see a lot of people coming, um, applying for positions as nutritionist who are not eligible to work for nutrition. There's a lot out there these days about, you know, wellness and some of it is not I'm trying to say it without being negative, but some of it's just not above board. Some of it is smaller organizations, online schools kind of know what you're getting into. If you're if you're interested in nutrition, seek out an accredited program that will make you eligible for the dietetic credential. Um, to do what I do, you have to have all of the coursework to be able to go and do an internship for a registered dietitian. Um, and so we do see a lot of people looking to work as a nutritionist and they've taken some online courses, they've got some wellness stuff, and it's just one of those fields that unfortunately there's a lot of false information out there. So just, you know, do your homework and. Know what you're getting into.
0: That's really good advice, Karen. Because I I think about you know all of the online certifications that you can Correct. get, right? And it's like, yeah, I can be a personal trainer. I took a you know two-hour yes. um, you know multiple-choice quiz and passed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's really good that you point that out yeah. because you know, what a pitfall, right? You spend all this time doing this stuff and then you show up at an organization and they say, this, this isn't going to, you know, cut it. This isn't going to work. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, so if your LinkedIn profile was limited (laughs) to three words to describe yourself, what would that be?
1: Um, this is so, this was really hard for me. I think my personality and trying to find ways to, describe myself it's just really hard for me um but I would hope that it would say I wrote some things down that um a thinker like an innovator I guess that's the word Mm -hmm. um compassionate or empathetic something Mm -hmm. along those lines um and just empower empowering I don't know if that's a great describing word but (laughs) I think it is.
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I I love that I love that because it really it it basically summed up everything that you said you know throughout the whole interview about how you like to listen but you like to help the people do better for themselves right so mm-hmm. you know, and then you sometimes have to be creative in how you help them right you can't just not everybody walks in and like, here's the template for how to feed your family. Off you right, go, right, right. You, to, you know, you have to help them figure out and navigate their own lives and, and mm-hmm. where, where your advice fits in. So I think yeah. that's awesome. I, yeah. I think you did a great job.
1: <laughs> I've had people say too, like, oh, that's, you know, when they think about what I, what nutritionists do or what I do in the role of nutritionist. Um, and kind of think like, well, that sounds like a lot of the same stuff all day long, like doing that all day long with families. And on the one hand it is, but there's no two families are the same, and no two, you know, no two people would solve a problem the same way. you know, So like just innovating and coming up with different things to fit the scenario, it's always something different.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah and that's that's such a great way to even think about it too is, is no two families are the same, right? And mm-hmm. you can't solve every problem the same way and every problem the same way. And so I think that's awesome. I, like, I wouldn't have even thought of that, right? You mm-hmm. know, you kind of think of like, you know, oh, somebody needs a, needs a nutrition outline. So you just give them the same one that the other person, you know, walked right. in. It doesn't <laughs> matter that they're like a completely different demographic, right? Yeah. So yeah, oh, that's really neat. So is there anything else that you, that's on your mind that you want to share
1: uh-huh. with us today? I don't think
0: so. Okay. Oh well. Awesome, Karen. This has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thanks for sharing your story. This is just a really neat side of things too. For you know those of us who don't ever you know interact in in that world or or have any um, nutrition experience or anything like that. So just really um, appreciate you being willing to share your story and spend the time with us today. And and I'm sure that people will watch this and and, you know find out more
1: yeah thanks for having me awesome thanks